Bloom, welcome to our guided liturgy podcast. Our hope here is that we would be drawn together into the presence of Christ, that we would be open to the Spirit of God in our lives, and that we would see the kingdom of God all the more clearly, more beautifully, as we pray together, as we confess, and as we meditate on Scripture. We are in the season of Pentecost, and we're focusing on the book of Acts, so we'll just be moving through the story that Luke has given us of the early church through the book of Acts and holding that as the the bar and the um, inspiration for who we are as the body of Christ, even today on the earth, how we can see the Spirit of God fill us in a way that we become the healing, the grace, the power, the compassion of Christ in our world. I have with me, as always, Taryn Jost, Dulce Booth, and Seth Slay. Hello. Hello. I always think of Wayne's World when you say that, by the way. <laughs> with Why? me, as always, is Garth. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Again, you guys are just too young for my room. I'm with you. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Party on. All right, guys. <laughs> Party on. Party boom. on, Dulce. So I'm done with the intro. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work out, I could just have you saying, and I'm, now I'm done with the intro. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and that's how, we, that's how we end, and then we start. Party on. Bloom, let's join together now with the church worldwide and say the prayer of the day together. Oh God, make us have perpetual love and reverence for your holy name. For you never fail to help and govern those whom you have set upon the sure foundation of your loving kindness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please join me for the prayers. We pray to God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, creator, and renew the earth. Teach us to see all people you have created equally. May we see as you see. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, counselor, and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word. Encourage us to stand up for what is true and what is right with our oppressed brothers and sisters. Give us the bravery and the humility to own our part in that oppression. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. Come like water and bring peace to the hearts of our friends and family of color holding hard and heavy things. Come like fire and give us the strength to stand with and fight for them. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Though the tears fall from our eyes, the ground in turn is watered. Creation springs from the earth. So new life can come out of our sorrow Though grief holds on to our hearts 
Its grip is beginning to loosen With hope we look to the Lord To where our help comes from When we've said all there is to say Our words feel shallow and empty You give us a reason to sing And turn our morning to dancing Oh, rivers of living water Flow from your heart into ours So fill us to overflowing Until we thirst no more In you our souls find rest You hold and hymn us in the longings of Sometimes it's more like a whisper We wait in anticipation And look for what you're resurrecting We watch and listen and wonder To the ways in which you are working We pray with hearts wide open to hear your voice, O oh God. And in you our souls find rest, you hold and him us in the longings of our hearts. of the Apostles, Chapter 3. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man, lame from birth, was being carried in. 
Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. This story, as with so much of Acts, is so compelling for me and I'm sure to the church in our day and time because it's this peering into this reality of what we are and what we could be, what we're invited into every moment of our lives through the Spirit. Just through these last several weeks, I've been so focused on that prayer of Jesus where he prays to the Father that that just as the Father and Him are one, so we would be made one with Christ, and, and through Christ we'd be made one with each other. There's this call to be one with God, one with each other, and that is so the, the basic essence of our existence together is that we are one. We are one in Christ, and we're one with Christ. So it just makes sense when you hold that, and you look at the acts of the church and the, and the rhythms of the church and the way that the church lived out. I mean, they lived out as ones who were made one with each other and one with Christ. And they embodied Christ as the body of Christ on the earth. And so the same things they saw Jesus do, they are seeing take place and happen through their own hands and their own lives. And to then be in this new age of the Spirit, it must have been so awe-inspiring, so mysterious, so familiar, all at the same time, to see that they really have become the body of Christ, that Christ still is living through them. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you see these stories of healing and of restoration and, and of this community being built upon the earth that stands stronger than oppression and and all the things that come against it and persecution and what that community starts to build on the earth it is as the scripture says astonishing so if there was a if there was a center point there was a place to focus our minds and our hearts on in our meditation of the scripture i think that where i'm led to is just the thought of what the kingdom of God does, what the body of Christ does, what the power of the Spirit does to the places in our world that are lower, that are deprived, that are forgotten, that are oppressed. There's so much in this story here. And like I said before, as the church in the day that we're in, I mean, we can be just enamored with the entire 
story that we see with the with the beauty of the church. But I do want to focus on this one element of it because we have this man that's taken to this gate. And this gate was the entrance into the temple, into the life of the religious community of the people of God. And so as part of the rhythm of being the people of God, they would walk through this gate into the place of worship. They would worship. They would participate in the sacrifice and they would leave. And this gate is where this man who has been disabled from birth, that's what Luke tells us, is that he has not had use of his legs since birth. And so people carry him to this gate. And as the rhythm of religion happens, people come, people go. He's passed by and he positions himself there because he can beg and he can receive. What is unbelievable about this passage is that it seems that everyone has accepted their place in the story. The man has accepted his place as the cripple, as the beggar. The ones who carry him have accepted their place. The ones who walk by have accepted their place. And no one's any better for it. The man has not changed, and neither are the people. Mm -hmm. And then the apostles walk by, and they lock eyes with this man, and they proclaim the name of Jesus, which is to say that Everything that Jesus represents, we now say over you, which they know is healing and compassion and love. And that way that even the farthest off was brought in. And they say, be healed. And then just as water, you see the energy of the kingdom. You see it find the lowest place. It was the heart and it was the body of this man. And he was restored. There was on some level a conviction in the heart of Peter, that is what the kingdom is about. And that is what the spirit of God does through the church, through the body of Christ. People are restored. They're healed. And so as I look at this passage, almost as I'm looking at a scene in a store on Christmas or something, I'm looking at this, what we could be as the church. So the thing that just grips me is that we can't be the ones who walk by the low places in society anymore. Christ calls us to more. And you know what's interesting about it is that is this man is healed, this man is restored, and he's brought into the place of worship. He's brought into the rhythm mm-hmm. of religious life, mm-hmm. which isn't all that much of an honor. I think maybe I'll get in trouble for this, but it's not all that much of an honor because it didn't even do anything. It's kind of just this ritual that happens. But if you look at what happens to the hearts of the people, they're changed. And they see this man. They see this picture of restoration and healing. They see what happens when the body of Christ interacts with the broken and the left behind. And they're astonished. They're filled with awe. And that right there, I would submit, is the moment that the Spirit of God starts breaking through into these hearts, even in the midst of religious practice and religious patterns and rhythms, the Spirit of God breaks into their hearts and draws them into the mystery, into the beauty of Christ on the earth still through the body of Christ, the church. I would love to think that their religious practices were exchanged for something far more greater as they opened themselves up to the Spirit of God. I mean, it just really shows you what you what happens when you infuse the Spirit into something because... Mm. I don't know. For me, I, I read it and I go, these people were just doing the best that they could with what they had. Yeah. Um, they were just trying to take their friend to the gate where maybe he could make money. And I can't say how they felt about any of that. But what it does for me is go, oh, when you add the spirit into that equation, mm-hmm. things radically change. Mm-hmm. And people are brought in and people are healed. And and it's not about like even the like silver and gold I don't have that. Like, that's the old way of doing that. Right. 
is giving mm -hmm. him money. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just really a hopeful passage mm -hmm. for me. Like when the spirit is invited in, when the spirit is brought into any of our interactions, look what can happen mm -hmm. at many yeah. levels. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Taryn, you said a few weeks ago, it's not, inclusivity is not drawing people into our experience of God. Right, right. It's realizing that God is including all an experience that we're invited into. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so it's kind of a, it's a position of the heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we're all included into something that we can't control. Right. And so I don't, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't, I don't know that he was like super excited to be involved in the, the Jewish <laughs> religious customs right. that had passed him by for so long. Right. You know, but, but the thing is that, that, that the apostles, I mean, Peter was on his way to participate in, in the ritual. Yeah. He was part of the rhythm, but he had been enlightened in a way. I mean, he was filled with the spirit. So, there's this very real sense, I mean, it's reality, yeah. that he held something more, that he was about something more. And he, he longed to see those religious systems infused with the new. Mm -hmm. So whatever this guy was invited into that day when, when people were astonished, their hearts were open, I bet you it wasn't into the old system. It was the old system being infused with something new and then becoming something... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. completely different in yeah. nature. Well, because initially he was invited in by being healed, by experiencing a miracle before he even got to experience being invited into the Jewish tradition in the temple, right? So he, right. that's what he got invited into first was the experience of the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so here's where it is for us. Peter and John were participating in the religious ritual, mm -hmm. the same religious ritual and the rhythm of people that passed this guy by time after time. This man was, yes, he was brought into that ritual, but he was actually, I think, I think he was brought into the last day of that ritual as uninspired. Right. right. Peter and John weren't just blindly participating in this. They were, but they were they were filled with the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. They were on a whole different plane. Mm -hmm. And because they were, they could reach out and extend healing to this man. They could see him truly as God sees this man. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because of the thing that they physically found themselves right. to be a part of that day, mm -hmm. the religious ritual, though it meant something. Mm -hmm. They still participated in it. That's not the thing that drew them to compassion and to healing. What drew them to compassion and to healing was what resided within them, the Spirit of God. Right. So the question for us, the meditation for us as the church today, is we exist, our rituals and our patterns and our religious life, which is not in any way wrong, mm -hmm. right. exist alongside a massive amount of suffering, a massive amount of of forgottenness, mm -hmm. of oppression, and, and, and now in today's world, racism, mm -hmm. murder, mm -hmm. systems that are built to keep people down. Um, I, our system exists alongside of and passes by those places in society that have been forgotten, and we're just all fine with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So the call is for the spirit-filled church, the inspired church that does exist on a whole nother plane to be that which Christ says that we are on the earth. Although we are physically in this rhythm of, mm-hmm. of religious life, we're about something more. And we believe that even that, that, that rhythm of religious life would be inspired and would be filled mm-hmm. with the Spirit of God to become something more beautiful than it is now. Right? That's right. So that's where I am with this passage and with where we are now. If we don't receive a greater level of inspiration and a, a deeper filling of the Spirit of God in it, if we don't open our hearts and our lives to Christ and in greater ways, ways that we haven't before, mm-hmm. then we miss it. Yeah. I mean, we have to believe that the patterns of worship and the rhythms of religious life and, and the current American church, they have to change. Mm-hmm. They have to be inspired. We have to be astounded at what the Spirit of God is doing through those who open themselves up to the fullness of the Spirit, or we're just another rhythm of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm f- feeling for people right now. I think a lot of people are really tired and trying. So I think I just keep hearing it through that lens, like they're doing the best they can. Like they're not intentionally trying to keep him at the gate. Mm-hmm. They're not intentionally trying to keep him out of the church even um, they're doing what they know how to do. And so I just feel really struck by that. Like the difference was the spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like we all need, just that breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can have excitement and unity. But What do you think their reaction as being astounded mm-hmm. speaks to? I mean, they weren't, they weren't resistant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, this is a real question because I feel like this is something that we were talking about before. Because, Dulce, I feel like you're carrying something. Yeah. At what point there's the system that's neglecting people, mm-hmm. and there's the people caught up in the system who we would say, by all measure, their hearts are good and pure. Mm-hmm. And could they be called to more and be open to more? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so what do you do with that? Mm. With that? journey maybe it's not what we do with it maybe it's what does the spirit do with us in that journey because there's always the invitation to more but there's the kindness of god to say Mm -hmm. i know i see your heart is pure it's so disappointing the things i've had to remind my christian friends in the last couple of weeks about who god is and what god's heart is so i think I guess I'm feeling this for the people who are like trying really hard mm-hmm. and are getting it wrong. Mm. And for all of us who have tried hard and we're getting it wrong, like I just think the, the thing you're feeling from me is that we, I need the spirit. I feel really like this is an impossible thing to solve as I beat against the wall of employers or <laughs> um, friends who don't necessarily agree and so I think that that's all I'm feeling as I read this is like, come Holy Spirit, like, mm-hmm. please, because I'm doing what I know how to do. Yeah. But until you, until the spirit is a part of it, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm feeling that, that weight. Yeah. The people that are doing the religious thing, it's like, 
Mm-hmm. Is there a knowledge that there is even something more to want? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it for us right now, one expression of it is just owning where we have gone so wrong? Mm-hmm. It has to be a move of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're right. There's a lot of unkind words being said mm-hmm. in judgment back to those. You know, we're all caught up in the system. We're all caught up in the rhythm of it. Yeah. But it's like someone gets woke and then it's this mm-hmm. condemnation back. What is that about? Maybe I'm just convicted that the pest I have is bringing someone to a gate. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for this passage. Because the right kind of help comes with the spirit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that y'all laughed at me for saying that Christ is a whirlpool a few weeks ago. <laughs> But um, I do, I see that energy of Christ in this story because it's all so beautifully, mysteriously orchestrated, right? Mm -hmm. And the apostles had to participate and honor their religious tradition or they wouldn't have seen the man and they wouldn't have seen the man unless someone had brought the Mm -hmm. man and been faithful Mm -hmm. to that, the revelation that they've been given, Mm -hmm. they've been faithful to it. And it's like Christ uses all of it. All of it comes together. I think the other thing that I'm struck by in, is that like how long had it been, right? And mm-hmm. I parallel that with like how long has it been in this country? It's just a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time to wait mm-hmm. and to still hope and believe that there's healing and change coming. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's some of it too is like people being faithful for a long time. Mm-hmm. Or, or this man being in his state for a long time, but that he's still seen and yeah. and it's still transformed. And so I, maybe my heaviness is just that longing for what is wrong to be made right. I mean, for those people that carried him, there was no promise that it would ever change. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, they were in it for the long haul. Yeah. It wasn't like one day... Someone's going to walk by and heal this guy. You just have to right. It's not that. Right. It's just right. uh, So, yeah, I'm with what yeah. you're saying is really heavy in a good way. That is, yeah. For some people, it's just, I'm going to get up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can in the midst of the life and the world that I know to be kind. Yeah. And then I'm going to die. For most people, there is no hope of it right. changing. Right. We just happen to see, we, we come in at this story mm-hmm. when it did. Yeah. I feel like, Dulcie, you are bringing to the table that voice of privilege. I mean, when we hear this passage, how many of us are really putting ourselves in the beggar's position? Right. None of us are seeing ourselves as the beggar at the gate, and yet we're saying, this is so hopeful and Mm -hmm. beautiful, and oh, there was healing for you. For you. That's exciting for you, and good for you, and you're saying for real, like we don't get to be the one because we've been the ones walking past Mm -hmm. every day. We've gotten to walk. We've gone on with our lives. Mm -hmm. And so how do we say that to somebody when it's been his, since birth, he's an adult now. Mm -hmm. That's a long time for us to be saying like, this is really beautiful. Yeah. There has Mm -hmm. to have been a ton of pain Mm -hmm. and darkness in those years and and so that voice of privilege mm-hmm. 
I feel like that's what I hear you speaking is just an awareness of that and wanting, obviously, to honor somebody else's position. It's the, when mm. we're going to be inclusive, it's not, we're vi- inviting you into our thinking, this is beautiful. <laughs> we're wanting to go out to you and how does this, how, how are you experiencing this? Going to the beggar, how, are, how is your experience of this? Yeah, because their whole religious expression changed that day, I would like to believe. Yeah. So whatever they thought they were bringing him into, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think they were just as changed as he was. Right. They meaning the the participants. Mm -hmm. Right. But this is, you know, now I feel, Dulcie and I have done, I've worked in this church for a long time, (laughs) and this is exactly what always happens. I see the the beauty, and I, I get drawn to, this is what we could be, and then I look I see her just holding people, mm. but this is their story and this is their story and this is their story. And I'm glad you're here. Mm. Well, I need the beauty too. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be reminded of the beauty as well. You know, one thing when we were talking through this, I was, we just do it so wrong. Mm. We try to like orchestrate mm. change and you know, the end of this and that and you're right, it's the Spirit of God. Because in this story, the Spirit of God is leading. And everyone seems to be like, okay with that. Everyone seems to be mm-hmm. in a place that their hearts are open. They're re- you know, only Christ, our Creator, can hold us in a way and can move us in a way that the bitterness and accusation mm-hmm. and condemnation among us just washes away in mm-hmm. light of the beauty of what He's doing among mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I re- yeah. So, to play my part again, I wish that was how it was. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think it's good because the hit between the eye for me is when y'all are. Saying, I mean, it, it, how many times have I taught this verse where we're Peter? Mm-hmm. So when y'all are saying that. Mm-hmm. What about the ones who carried them? We've always, I mean, what if we were, what if we were the beggar? Yeah. I just, yes, our, our, mm-hmm. our privilege in that, yeah. our sense, well, of course we're the apostle in this right. story. Right. Like, honestly, I'm probably one of the people that, that's in, in doing the whole ritual thing. Going like, don't you love liturgy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably more that like, me too. focused on what I'm going to eat afterwards. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I'm probably not, I'm. It's a little more glorious to be the one that was healed. It's a little more glorious to be the one that sacrificed their whole life for this man to be in a position of receiving something. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't have even been that. And we teach it. Like, we grab the hero in this story. Peter. And that shows uh, a lot. Yeah. So, obviously, this... This conversation is going to continue for some time, and and we're not finished, not even close to understanding the fullness of who we are in Christ and, and the ways in which we are continually needing to open ourselves up more to the Spirit of God and to, to have humility and to learn and to listen and to see each other truly as Christ sees us. Bloom, I can say that the way that... Uh, will be holding you in prayer this week as you meditate on this verse and as you find yourself in this story is that kindness 
and humility and grace would find you wherever you are in your journey, that we really would be in a place where we are needing and asking the Spirit of God to come and to renew us and to show us what Christ is really like moving among us and through us. Grace and peace to you. You are loved. Gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Bloom, may God who gives patience and encouragement give you a spirit of unity to live in harmony as you follow Jesus Christ, so that with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Go in peace to love and to serve Jesus.